Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you <laughs> in Amazing. some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig with details. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Welcome back, humans. This is Stuff They Don't Want You To Know with your hosts. I'm Ben. And I'm Matt. And today we are talking about something that is might, might sound pretty silly to some people, but a few centuries ago terrified entire countries. Oh, this was very serious back in the day. Mm-hmm. We are talking about werewolves. Or, if you want to be fancy about it... Lycanthropes. Yes. Uh... Lycanthropy, the idea that a human being could turn into a wolf, is um, kind of a specific manifestation of a much older, much more general idea of something called therianthropy. And uh, this <laughs> mispronunciation that I have just made huh. is about... Um, it comes from a Greek idea of just a human who can turn into a beast. What's, yeah, a what, shapeshifter. Exactly, yeah. And what's weird about this is that across the spectrum of cultures of time and space, all human beings have at some point in their early uh folklore beliefs or spiritual beliefs thought that uh humans themselves 
could change into animals or that humans came from some sort of animal or that uh, gods might be combinations of animal and human characteristics. Or, yeah, or that a god could turn someone into an animal if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. As a curse, for instance. Well, yeah. and the, the coolest thing about that is that throughout the – in the different cultures – it's there. It's not everyone's not turning people into wolves or being able to turn into wolves, but they are turning into in these stories into carnivorous, scary animals generally. Right. Yeah. And they might uh, or they might be turned into if they're turned into something that isn't carnivorous, then often it's because they have some sort of spiritual kinship with it or because they are cursed you know like mm-hmm. the old the old idea that a um a witch could use a, a a magic bridle to turn somebody into a horse and ride them away to a black sabbath or something yeah or into a frog that could easily be squished right yeah exactly and that comes in through uh fairy tales and stuff too but we know that okay so we know that this predates our written records when i say our Matt, you know, of course, I don't mean you and I. I mean <laughs> humanity's written records. Yeah, it goes all the way back to one of the earliest stories, the Epic of Gilgamesh. Basically, Gilgamesh is like, look, I don't want to be your lover, Ishtar, because you've been treating your lovers pretty poorly. Okay, you uh, you turned one of your lovers into a wolf, and you made him. Oh, because here's the really bad part: the guy was a shepherd. Ishtar ah. turned him into a wolf. And now he's the enemy, not only of his sheep, but also of his best friends, his dogs. How so rich. Gil- Gilgamesh is like, no, nah, nah, can't do that. <laughs> that sounds like classic Gilgamesh. The, uh, <laughs> there's, uh, there's another thing that might surprise a lot of people. It's that the idea of changing, while the idea of changing into various animals existed for a very long time, um, the animals were often going to be like the the predators or the apex animals associated with that region. So yeah. in Native American lore, uh, there were often stories of where bears. Um, one thing that's strange to me is that uh, in Central Asia, in a lot of places, uh, Central Asia had this weird reputation for a long time of being a, a home of where dogs, basically, people who could change into wild dogs and it's strange when you think about it because um Ch- uh, chinese legends had the idea of this where these were dogs in the far west would be the far west for china the european idea of these dog men which you might recognize from some of the purported reports of marco polo who people still aren't sure if he actually existed at least the idea we have of marco polo oh, wow. Story for another day. Anyway, Dogman mentioned in uh, the famous Travels of Marco Polo uh, were placed by Europeans somewhere in the east. So China's saying it's the west. Europe's saying it's in the east. Uh, Hindu mythology uh, puts them in the far north of India. Uh, so it's weird. There are all these rumors about this one place somewhere in shady Eurasia where people are turning into dogs and back into men. It's very Lovecraftian, I think. That's really weird, man. We can also put the kibosh on a lot of the questions that uh, some people doubtlessly asked themselves when they clicked on the title for this episode, which was, hey, Ben and Matt, are you going to reveal some truth? Are you going to tell us that werewolves are real? Yes. Oh, 
Oh wait, is that what we? I got it wrong in my notes. There. No, you're right. We're we're not going to do that. We we aren't, but we we were interested in this episode uh, because way back in the days of yore, in the shadowy past of stuff they don't want you to know, you and I covered the idea of werewolves and a um, troubling explanation for for this concept, right? Yeah, that's right. And it was actually just as a historical note, it was the first video that went up on our new channel. Uh, when we started our new channel. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. We have our, our street name should be two channels because we still have videos oh on how stuff works and we still have, uh, videos on our new channel, which is just conspiracy stuff or stuff they don't want you to know. But we do know that there have been numerous cases throughout history of people being tried and executed after conviction of lycanthropy, which was historically also a subset of witchcraft in general, right? Devil worshiping. So, uh, so we know that there are some old, old cases. We, um, we talked about a couple of them in our video podcast, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Peter Stumpf, I think we mentioned yeah. him. And, uh, he's one of the people who said, yeah, I did it. I turned into a wolf and I ate those kids and I'll do it again. And Didn't he say he had a skin or a belt or something that could help him turn into a werewolf? Right. Yeah. Which is one of the, um, one of the historically more popular ways of turning into a werewolf. Uh, he said that he had, he had been given a magic belt by the devil, if I recall correctly, and that when he anointed this belt, um, in the proper ritualized fashion, he was able to, uh, put it on and his form would change to that of a wolf. And all that the devil required of him to do at that point was to kill and murder as he saw fit. Um, wow. You know, until dawn. Uh, then there's another case, um, a very old case where this, this guy named, or I should say kid, check this out, Matt. This guy named Jean Grenier, um, was only 13 when he confessed that he was a wolf and he had been since he was 10 years old, uh, that a man in the forest or a man of the forest gave him a potion and fur to transform and he said that he'd been not only transforming into a werewolf, but he'd been eating dogs and infants and little girls. Um, yeah, and that's a sad case because, you know, a kid at that age could easily be um, bullied into confessing something they didn't do. I'd be very interested to hear the stuff they don't want you to know about that story. Or maybe drugged and manipulated by somebody. Mm-hmm. But. Here's where uh we get to some weird stuff. You'll notice that he said he had a skin and that he took a potion. There are a couple different ways historically to transform into a werewolf, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the ways, which you mentioned already with our boy Peter S., not really our boy, P.S., <laughs> uh, is the idea that you can take off your clothes, put on a wolfskin belt or a pelt, and then... uh Transform. Another idea is that you rub yourself with something, maybe uh, the fat or blood of a wolf or the fat or blood of an unbaptized child or something. And then you could even do something as simple as drinking rainwater out of a footprint of the animal you want to transform into. So don't pick something lame like a muskrat or a badger. Nobody's going to be, uh, be scared of that. You can't really... <laughs> further your cause of evil and Satanism with that. Um, One interesting thing that I learned as we were going, as we were researching this is that one of the ways to transform back into a human, if you're a werewolf 
and you don't want to be the werewolf anymore or you have the ability to understand that you're a werewolf because sometimes it's just this rage that you go into depending on what uh, story of werewolf you're in um, is to put your human clothes back on. Yeah. So w- that's really strange to me. Just that's all you got to do. Put your clothes back on. Now you're good. Yeah. And it says a lot. I, I think there's somebody who's probably made a PhD or a dissertation off of analyzing that relationship between what, what clothing says about humanity versus animal nature. But, you know, in other countries, being a, becoming a werewolf or becoming a wolf was, uh, frighteningly easy in, uh, in one case, uh, parts of Sweden, uh, there was the idea that you could just drink a special kind of beer and repeat a magic formula, uh, just like Captain Marvel would say Shazam. Uh, in parts of Europe, including Italy and Germany, uh, it would be easy enough as just sleeping outside on a summer night with the full moon shining on you on a particular Wednesday or Friday, and then boom, you're a wolf. Accidentally, you got caught up in the wolf game. Oh, crap. Yeah, that, that's what happens, huh? <laughs> yeah. Is that where you went those few weeks? <laughs> oh, okay, sure. Well, I'll, I'll believe it. But, um, clearly when we're, we're being a little offhand about this, when we're talking about stuff that could be serious, uh, one thing that is a serious note that we need to make is that you and I said at the top that this idea seems funny to us now, seems a bit, you know, provincial and a bit gullible maybe, but at the time, the average human being was much more likely to run into dangerous wild animals. Oh yeah, dangerous wild wild animals, and there wasn't a lot of surveillance going on sure. uh, with people by police forces or any Ooh. other enforcement agencies. Uh, it was kind of a, it was a scary world out there in the dark. Uh, there weren't a lot of lights. Right. Yeah. There's danger. There's real danger when you go out into the woods at night. Right. And depending upon the time of year in the dark of winter, uh, wild animals that would usually be intelligent enough to avoid humans or at least wary enough not to be seen by them uh, would be driven by hunger to attack someone who might be easy prey. So there really were packs of wolves attacking people who, for one reason or another, were traveling by their lonesome in the dark of winter in the forest. That that stuff actually happened. And we know that lycanthropes um, have a role to play even in uh, biblical canon. So this isn't just pagan stuff. Uh, St. Patrick, right? St. Mm-hmm. Patrick, the Irish guy, uh, apparently transformed the Welsh king Vereticus into a wolf. And then there are other miracles by saints that, you know, clearly echo these pre-existing pagan traditions, um, which makes me, makes me think that now we've talked enough about the magic, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time for us to get into some more real life explanations or some, some current theories about what. Well, yeah. What could these stories really be about? Yeah. But before we do that, it's time for a word from our sponsor. Oh, we got a sponsor today? Great. Yeah. Hey, are you tired of wearing the same old shape? I sure am. And it's not even something a diet or exercise can solve, man. Well, what's the problem? Well, my skin. 
I'm just so tired of being human. Well, buddy, I have just the thing for you. What's that? The patented new Therianthropy system from Bad Dog Enterprises. Check it out. With this kit, you're just a few unhallowed rituals away from shedding your mortal form and roaming the darkness to do the bidding of a dark lord of your choosing. Right. Well, well how's it work? It's simple. You just wait for a moonless night, recite the incantations included in your handy instruction guide, smear yourself with the included wolf blood and baby fat, walk witter shins thrice around the included shrine and boom you can assume a shape of your choosing hey hey hold on i heard uh, all this stuff before Uh, can i really choose any dark lord i want because i know a lot of these companies try to lock you into one of them contracts for years or for souls or something well yeah yeah but this is different you can choose anyone from azazel to cthulhu to ball zipakna and everything in between now what sort of shapes can i assume oh the sky's the limit Oh, well, well, maybe we should say the darkness is the limit. (laughs) (laughs) Please be aware that Bad Dog Enterprises bears no legal responsibility for any of the acts transpiring while under the influence of Dark Lords and assuming an unholy shape. Bad Dog is indemnified from acts including but not limited to murder, maiming, assault, arson, mail fraud, decapitation, finger-biting, cannibalism, and drowning. Bad Dog Enterprises is a subsidiary of Illumination Unlimited Global. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility Dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 
And we're back. Uh, that, yeah, that's a word from our sponsor, Bad Dog. So now it's time to talk a little bit about lycanthropy as we understand it in the modern day. We know that there are two things that closely equate to lycanthropy, um, here, uh, in the 21st century where we have the benefit of science. And, uh, one of those cases is something called hypertrichosis, which is a, um, a very rare genetic condition that results in a human being being covered with fur. Now, these people still have completely human anatomy. They are totally human beings. They're not monsters at all. Um, they just have a condition that produces a, an abnormal amount of hair. Really thick hair too. Like right. All over their bodies. Right. And if you could, if you check out the pictures, um, there is, to, to be completely honest, uh, there is a passing resemblance to Lon Chaney's The Wolfman. Yeah, the original version of what we think a werewolf looks like, or at least uh, this Right, if you grew up in the U.S., yeah. right? Then there is the other condition, which is dark, uh, and that is lycanthropy as a mental illness. That is somebody who has the belief that they somehow uh, transform into a wolf physically or some sort of mad beast, or they believe that they have the mind of a beast. And you know? interestingly enough, the, the word lycanthropy actually comes from that, the idea of a mental illness where a, push, a person is delusional in thinking that they can actually become a werewolf. Right. And there are a couple of things here that we should go ahead and just knock out in our address. Um, there are, there is a community of people, um, who refer to themselves as other kin. And these are people who identify, um, often on a, a spiritual or perhaps metaphysical level, uh, with a particular animal, uh, one that could be regarded as real or one that could be regarded as fictitious. So we're not lumping in these people or this community with someone who suffers from the mental disorder of lycanthropy. Um, neither are we lumping, uh, these mental disorders in with the sad, unfortunate case of what's often referred to as feral children. Mm-hmm. Um, there are real kids who throughout history have been found living with wild animals with very little contact with human beings. It doesn't happen as often now, but the results are, um, are documented and they are tragic. It turns out that there is a window of time for learning human language after which a person can't do it too well. And language isn't the only thing that can be impaired if it's not learned within a certain time span. Walking on two legs is part of that. Uh, Yeah. There's so many, so many social, uh, physical actions, right? Uh, that just, if you're not around other humans, you're not going to learn it. Okay, so with those two um, at most tangentially related ideas mm-hmm. out of the way, uh, let's look at the concept of lycanthropy as a mental disorder. Uh, there's a really interesting thing that an FBI profiler named Greg McCrary said. Uh, he said that um, there's a reluctance to admit that someone in our community would be capable of the kind of evil that we can see in brutal murders. Uh, evil, he said, is so overpowering that we want to attribute it to a monster. But the reality is that many good people can have some terrible flaws. Although I, I do think he's understating it, 
when he says that last part of the yeah. sentence. Um, it, it is true that there's this tremendously alienating thing about, you know, finding out that quiet neighbor down the way, uh, had a basement full of bodies or something, you know? And with, with this in mind, uh, we have to understand that not only is it, not only is it true that people can have a mental disorder that makes them a werewolf, but it also makes it possible that throughout history, uh, the, the current, the towns that were plagued with murders or something like that may have been trying to address the concept of a serial killer of some sort through their existing cultural framework. Well, it's also strange to me. It, can, it, it strikes me that one, it's almost the uh, not guilty by insanity kind of plea. I could see that being used back in the day, perhaps. Like, I've turned into this monster. When I put this belt on, I turned into a monster. And, you know, it's, it wasn't me who killed those people. It was the thing that I become when I don this thing or drink this or, you know, abuse right. this substance. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility Dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 
Yeah, and that's I think that's a really good point because we know that often when we talked about some stuff with uh witches in the past, we noted that people who like elderly women who are suffering from dementia might have been called witches and unable to defend themselves or the mentally disabled could have been accused of that. The the sickening truth of the matter is that we know it is frighteningly plausible that that in the past especially people who were mentally infirm for one reason or another were easy pickings as scapegoats. So maybe you, you know, like let's put ourselves back there a few centuries. Maybe um, this small town in France is getting uh, attacked by a pack of wolves that have acquired a taste for vulnerable human flesh and they need to blame someone, but they can't catch the wolves. So they blame, you know, the old lady down the street uh, who, has no living family and is nuts and they, they, uh, have this scapegoat. So it's sort of, um, a, a pressure hatch for the community at large. It doesn't solve the problem, but it makes people feel like they're doing something. And, uh, as we can see in the, uh, actions in Iraq post 9-11, often when you have a group of people fired up about a tragedy, giving them uh, something to lash out at or the illusion of doing something effective uh, can be very effective for maintaining a status quo. Yeah, I walked down the street for that point, but I think it was worth it. Man, Ben, all right. All right, sorry. Uh, no, I like it. So um, so we also know, and this is, this is the last of what I've got here, Matt, we also know that uh, this mental disorder, this delusion that one is actually a wolf or a werewolf, um, is not limited to bizarre historical footnotes. Uh, have you heard of a guy named Bill Ramsey? Sounds really familiar, but I don't, I don't think so. Well, this could be a, uh, this could be a, a total hoax. I haven't checked into this, but, um, Bill Ramsey was uh, experiencing savage seizures since he was a kid and he would growl and snap and bite. And, uh, he convinced himself allegedly, that he was a wolf. Uh, eventually, um, these two self-identified demonologists, Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, upon who the I know them, conjuring yeah. is based, um, concluded that Ramsey was possessed by a werewolf demon. Uh, and then he was skeptical, as, as you might be, you know, <laughs> and uh, they, finger quotes, exercised him. He said that he felt the werewolf demon leaving his body and didn't suffer from it again. So I don't know if this is a hoax. I don't know if this is true, but I do know it's interesting. Werewolf demon. That's a new one for me. Uh, just quickly, I wanted to bring up a couple other reasons that people may act or uh, believe that they turn into a wolf oh, great. or act as though they are a wolf. A um, couple of things we've brought up before when we were talking about witchcraft uh, and uh, the Salem witch trials and also the vampire. What, what do we call that one? The vampire, vampire plague, vampire panic. Yeah. Oh, man, um, that's the one of my favorite episodes, Matt. Oh, me too, dude. The, the idea of ergot poisoning, uh, mm. a fairly simple poisoning that occurs when just grain and barley or, or wheat uh, goes bad, and when you eat it, you can have some serious hallucinations. Um, it can it can be pretty brutal on you, and you go you know if you're under the influence of ergot poisoning, 
sure. you may be led to believe things by someone else or mm-hmm. just internally that uh, you're the things that you're seeing are real. So it could be a bad trip. Could be a really bad trip. Yeah. One interesting thing about that is the idea of, you know, this ergot poisoning has been advanced um, controversially for a couple of other historical events like St. Elmo's fire, mm-hmm. um, the uh, what's it called? The dancing plagues. Uh, which I think Stuff Mom Never Told You is probably going to have a good episode on if it hasn't come out already. And uh someone's even advanced that maybe the Salem witch trials were a result or the hysteria surrounding them. Um Interesting fact about ergot poisoning, it can also have physical um, physical symptoms. So it can cause extremities to swell, uh, making you look totally bonkers and maybe like you're transforming. Jeez. Uh, and, and the other thing, Ben, that I yeah. wanted to mention is rabies. This is something that spread much like in the way the stories of lycanthropy are spread through You're a bite by an animal. blood. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty fatal. Mm-hmm. That, that's the one thing that kind of makes me think that it might not be rabies is because it's usually fatal, mm-hmm. if, especially in the advanced stages. So anyone who would be caught, uh, as a werewolf or a lycanthrope, would probably be dead within a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, although several of these people, especially in the historical cases, the one you mentioned, Stub, Stubbs, Stubbs, Stump, yeah, Stumps, uh, I mean, he was he was executed. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps someone who was suffering from rabies just gets executed. Mm-hmm. Um, and just hey, that guy was Except a wolf for being attacked by the wolf. Yeah, uh, there's another. Another recent self-professed werewolf we should mention, a murderer named Jack Owen Spillman III. Um, when he was locked up, he referred to himself as a werewolf and said he loved to stalk his prey. Uh, he was a, um, he was a real life monster because, you know, you can be technically a human being and still be a monster. As a matter of fact, I would argue that most monsters are exactly that. Um, and we, and I just bring this guy up because, um, murderers, uh, or, you know, murderers and some like rapists, uh, can, uh, can go off the deep end and identify themselves as, you know, serial killers or as Jesus Christ for some reason or as, you know, God or some other delusional idea. And this, happening in the modern day to me means that it could have easily happened as well in uh the past but without the benefit of a psychologist or or a neuroscientist or an expert to say um you're crazy yeah because it could have been somebody saying wow maybe oh yeah i guess he really does work for satan i guess that i guess we should kill this guy and um with that I think it's time to uh, throw it to the audience. Usually this is the part where we say, um, if you want to learn more, I think uh, we have an article on the site, right? Yes. A lot of the information that I got from this site is from an article by Tracy V. Wilson, uh, the fantastic host of Stuff You Missed in History class, mm-hmm. one of the fantastic hosts, uh, the other being Holly Frey. And uh yeah, just check it out. It's a great read. It kind of goes over some of the same stuff we talked about, not mm-hmm. uh, not in quite as much detail, but it's fascinating. Yeah, and we'd like to hear from you. Write to us uh, or comment on our Facebook page or tweet us and let let us know uh, what you think about the idea of lycanthropy as mental illness and as um, historical 
stuff, especially let us know if you believe that people really can shapeshift. We didn't even touch on skinwalkers. We'll save that for a different show. Uh, but if you let us, if you do believe this stuff, then let us know why. We'd love to hear it. Um, yeah. Do you have any video evidence or pictures? Yeah. Totally send that to us. Oh, yeah, well, I would love to be able to help prove that it's real. Well, we would put it on the air if we could find proof of it. Uh, but another question, which I think we might get more responses to here, um, is which monsters should we cover next? We're up for anything. Loch Ness, Minotaur. I don't know. Yeah. We'll something from the sea, from the mountains. What do you want? Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. From the air, from the nether regions. And I don't mean butts. <laughs> uh, yeah. So tell us what you think about that. We are conspiracy stuff on both Facebook and Twitter. It so happens that we have our very own website. I think you get it automatically after not being fired. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. as long as we have so it's far. Your, it's our watch that we get. Yeah. Oh yeah. Knock on wood. Let's see how long it lasts. Uh, and the best way to support our show is actually to visit our website and check it out. Uh, you can look, get all of our videos, all of these podcasts, we blogs, got blogs too. all kinds of stuff. And hopefully cross your fingers, everyone, one day a forum. We are working on that. We're actually going to have a little bit of a meeting about that in just a few minutes. So, uh, send your good vibes our way, uh, or heck, right to our bosses and let us know uh let them know uh anyway enough of plugging ourselves uh if you want to write to us directly if you have a story that is you know you think it's too long for twitter or you don't want to use facebook uh which we totally understand by the way uh just send us an email directly uh put monsters in the title and our email address is conspiracy at discovery.com For more on this topic and other unexplained phenomena, visit testtube.com slash conspiracy stuff. You can also get in touch on Twitter at the handle at conspiracy stuff. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.